0: Job chapter 1, when the Sabaeans, verse 15 of Job chapter 1, when the Sabaeans raided them and took them away, indeed they had killed the servants with the edge of the sword. Listen to these words, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Verse 16, while he was speaking, another came also and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep, the servants, and consumed them. Here it is again. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Any, any, any time you see the same words over and over and over, there's a sermon in it. Always, every time. Just remember that. God wastes no, no, no verses. And if he says something over and over and over, he's trying to get your attention to say something. And this kind of sounds like 2020. This kind of sounds like this year. It's, it's not that we dealt with one thing. It's one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. Watch, verse, verse 17. So you already had two incidents and only one guy escaped the first one. Another guy escaped the second crisis. Verse 17, while he was speaking, another one also came. It said, the Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, took them away. Yes, killed all your servants. Their, all your employees quit. With the edge of the sword, I alone have escaped to tell you. Verse 18, while he was yet speaking, another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating, drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. Suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness, struck the four corners of the house, fell on the young people. They're all dead. But I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head. If ever he was going to quit, this was the time to do it. If ever he was going to lose faith in God, this was the time to do it. If anybody had an excuse to say, I'm out, I'm done. I, I don't believe in God anymore. I don't believe in Bible anymore. I don't believe in nothing. It was Job. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb Naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So I want to talk to you for a few moments about this. Um, What is so evident in this text is that it's, it's a time of tragedy and crisis and trial and difficulty after difficulty Just when you think it can't get worse, it gets worse. And every time though, the scripture for a reason points out that the servant would say, and I alone, I alone, I'm the only one who made it out. All the others, it wiped them out, but I made it. I alone made it. Fire fell, wind came, thieves came, Chaldeans came, three bands of them devouring everything, houses burning down, barns burning down, I alone, somebody always survived. When it looked like nobody could, somebody did and somebody always will. I want to preach on that subject today, somebody always will. Did you notice that out of every trial, no matter how severe it was, somebody always made it out to tell the story. And what kills others and what takes others down and what causes others to give up and what causes other people to to let their dream die, there's always somebody who's going to get out of it and come through it and tell the story of how it took them out but I survived. Somebody always will make it through. Well, it took others out, but somebody always made it through. The devil never has and never shall get them all. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Somebody is going to make it out. And you may be going through something and you may be facing things and the enemy's whispering, nobody else has made it. Nobody else can live it. Nobody else can stand. Nobody else can live like they ought to live. So why are you even trying when nobody could, somebody did and somebody always will. When I read the scriptures uh, in Genesis, we have Satan presented as a, hideous serpent. But then you go to the book of Revelation, and he is a devouring dragon. And that dragon has a flood when he opens his mouth that comes out of his mouth. And I believe that we are facing a foe that is at flood stage. The enemy's flood is coming against the world and this nation and our families and our lives. People in this year perhaps, have suffered more setbacks and more battles. It wasn't just one thing, but it was one thing after another. But somebody always made it through. Somebody made it out. And we're sitting in this room today as a testimony. I still believe and I still am standing and I still know that God is my defense. (laughs) Isaiah 59 and verse 19 said, when the enemy comes in like a flood. At flood stage, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. With smugness and arrogance and conceit, the devil has plotted and planned and thought that his plan was undefeatable, only to find out that throughout the Bible, always God had somebody who made it through what took out and would have taken out anybody else. And they made it through because of their faith. And the reason that I'm preaching this is since somebody always will, it ought to be you. You ought to make up your mind. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to lay down and I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm going to make it because God is on my side. Hell's theme song to the young people, to the youth in this day, and especially in the middle of this pandemic, is everybody is doing it. That's hell's theme song. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's compromising. Everybody's partying. Everybody's getting high. Everybody's getting drunk. Everybody's losing their morality. Everybody's sleeping around. Everybody's doing it. Nope, that's not true. Somebody always will. There's somebody who's living right. There's somebody who's saying no. There's somebody who's saying, I love Jesus so much, I'd rather have God's purpose in my life than any. There's somebody who's going to live holy in 2020. There's somebody who's going to abstain and say, I'm waiting till I get married. But the devil wants you to think everybody's doing it. Everybody, but he's a liar. The thing about the devil is he hates the Bible and the two books that he hates the most in the Bible is the book of Genesis because that tells where he started from because God put him on his belly, defeated him and he crawled out and the devil hates that and I enjoy preaching it walked in crawled out that's how he's gonna leave this service walked in and crawling out because Jesus is Lord every knee must bow every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord And then there's the last book. And I I just want to beat up on the devil a little bit because if you let him do all the talking, you're going to lose. You got to learn how to trash talk the devil sometimes. And I, I plan on doing that this morning. He's not going to win. Cancer's not going to kill you. Heart disease, God's not through with you. God's not finished with you. And the devil may have walked in big, bad, and bold, but he's going to crawl out because the blood of Jesus, you're standing in blood. You're sitting in blood. You're covered by the blood. And somebody always did and somebody always will. I alone have made it out to tell the story. When I think about not only does he hate the book of Genesis that tells where he came from, but he hates the book of Revelation because it tells where he's going. The Bible said in the book of Revelation that one angel, not a legion, one angel, all the hell, all the violence, all the murder, all the the disasters of the universe come from this thing called this being called Satan, Lucifer spirit. And all it's going to take when God says that's enough is one angel. The Bible said it's going to take one chain and, and he's, and then, and then it says he's going to take the key and unlock the bottomless pit. Anybody got a set of keys on you? Anybody got any keys? Anybody? Thank you. And and the Bible said that that one angel is going to take a chain, and I I need two keys to to get. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll rub them against each other if I have to. Oh yeah, there you go. But 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 can you imagine one angel, one chain? and then he's going to take one key. Every time the devil hears a believer unlock their car, he goes into a panic attack. Is that that angel? Is he coming for me with that chain and that key? Because the Bible said he's going to unlock the pit and throw the devil in it. And I love this. And it said, and he shall be shut up. There's coming a day when the accuser, the liar, the deceiver, the fearing voice of Satan is going to be shut up. And every time you rattle your keys, you ought to get your keys out and rattle and remind him not only did you walk in and crawl out, but one day you're going to be shut up for eternity by one angel and one key. Now, you need to sanitize those and, and you need to get some more keys. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today that there's people that are going through things that you're going through and they're going to survive it and if you don't change your mindset, you're not. Because if you don't get... Something in your soul, somebody's going to always be praising God. Somebody's God is going to be praised. And if the enemy takes everything we've got, some of us have made up our mind. You say that's easy to say. Yeah, but I just know, I just know at this point, nothing can separate me from the love of God. And so I've got plenty to praise Him for. He loves me. And even if I lose the house or the car, He loves me. So I'm going to keep on praising him. And I'm going to tell you something else. The devil can't stop the rapture from taking place. The rapture is going to happen. And he's not in control. He said to Noah, go in. He said to Lot, come out. And he's about to say to the church, come up. And the trumpet is going to blast and when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ are gonna rise, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And what a day that's gonna be as we wake and it's gonna look like tribulation is gonna take over, Antichrist 666 on planet Earth, and just as that's starting to take over, when it looked like nobody could, somebody will, because somebody always has, and we're gonna go flying through the air to a place called New Jerusalem and you can laugh at it and you can mock it and you can say that's that old stuff but one of these days the trumpet is going to sound and we are going to leave this world goodbye. Somebody will. Not everybody in here, there's wheat and there's tares and they're growing up together, but somebody's going to be living right. Somebody's going to be loving everybody. Somebody's going to be washed in the blood of the lamb. Somebody's going to be ready for the sound. Not everybody, but somebody. Somebody will. Somebody will. I intend to be somebody. When I think about how that the devil schemed and design ways to stop God's plan of salvation. How that with the first family, Adam and Eve, and they had a son named Cain, and then they had another son named Abel. And the devil thought when he heard the prophecy that the, that, that the woman's uh, child would crush, there would come a Messiah through the, through the woman. In Genesis was the prophecy, there would come a Redeemer and a Messiah, and he'll crush your head, serpent. And so the devil started getting nervous. And he began his addiction to Xanax then, and he began to worry. He just began to worry and be. And so he said, I know what I'll do. I'll mess up that lineage. I'll mess up the bloodline so that a Messiah can't come. And so with the first family, Cain slew Abel. And when he slew Abel, the devil thought he had messed up the plan. But the Bible said that Eve had another son, named Seth. And the bloodline kept flowing. The bloodline kept flowing. And then the devil said, well, I know what I'll do. I'll mess up the whole human race. And in Genesis six, it said that the sons of God, which is a biblical reference to the angels of God, they had relations with the daughters of men. Your Bible teaches that there was a time when fallen spirits with Lucifer had physical relationships with daughters of men on earth and they created a freak race of giants. And the next verse says, and there were giants in the land. And so so the devil thought, I have messed up the plan of God to produce a redeemer because I've messed up the bloodline of the human race. And God said, oh no, Somebody's going to get out of here. Noah built an ark. Build an ark. I'm gonna have to clean the whole human race out. But my plans—I I got somebody. I always got one little family, just one little family that's, that's gonna get in the ark, and they're gonna float right out of this mess into a new world. And I'm gonna start all over again, and they're gonna have—and and, then—and then—and then the devil said, "I gotta stop this thing." So God says, so, so, "So God says, well, it's about time for me to raise up a nation now, because if I'm gonna have a redeemer, I gotta have a nation." And the prophet said that it would be from the tribe of Judah. So I gotta get. A nation going here, but problem is my chosen people are over there in Egypt in slavery. So I need a deliverer. I need somebody to go say, Let my people go. And God says, I'll just have me somebody at this time who'll be a deliverer and I'll call his name Moses. And the Bible said that Moses was born in Pharaoh. This is the devil working, saying, I'm gonna kill them all. I'm gonna get them all. And he said, Kill all the boys kill all the male children, kill them all, kill them all. certain age, just kill them all so that that race that will ultimately produce Mary and Mary will have a little lamb because the bloodline of of Jesus came from God. God was the male and and Mary was the female. And so the lineage is all connected to Mary, you see. And and so listen to me. So what that was about was the Pharaoh's decree and he's killing all the babies, but oh, he got them all, he got them all. No, you didn't get them all. There was one in a little basket that went floating down the river, ended up in the palace and ended up walking up to Pharaoh and saying, let my people... Go, Because God always has one that's going to get out and the devil says, I got to try again. I got to get a master plan. I know what I'll do. And I, I, and he gets him a man by the name of Herod. This is many generations later. And the devil thinks, I, I sense something's coming. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. That bloodline is still intact. And And Herod hears about uh, uh, a star over a manger. And he says, uh, let's I put a decree out. We're going to kill all the babies two years of age and under, because I got to stop this Messiah stuff from happening. And the devil thought he killed them all. But one night, a little angel showed up and said, Mary and Joseph, that little baby you've got's in danger. Get out of here. Go to Egypt. Just, just, just cross the border and get out of here and hold it down there until, hold the baby Jesus down there until the coast is clear. And they slipped out and, and Herod thought, I killed them all, I killed them. And by the way, the reason that the devil wants to kill all the babies in every generation, including this one, is because he knows deliverance is coming through the seed. He knows there's prophets out there. He knows there's evangelists out there. He knows there's doctors out there that could have the cure of cancer. He knows there's all kinds of things and deliverance that wants to come into the earth because God's a good God. He's not a mad, mean God. He's a good God, but the devil wants to wipe out the babies. And just when it, and and I love what Jesus said, I love what Jesus, you know, Herod was the one who tried to kill him. And 30 years later, after he's grown up from a baby, the Bible said that, 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 uh, Herod sent word and said, said, uh, uh, are are you the, are, are you the Messiah? And he said these words in Luke chapter 13 and verse 32, he said, you go tell that fox, he thought he was going to get me. That old fox thought he would kill me when I was a baby. And listen to what Jesus' answer was. It's kind of it's sharp. He said, you go tell that fox, speaking of Herod, you tell him that I cast out devils and I do cures. And then he kind of gets a little, uh, he just puts it on. Him. He says, and I'm going to do it today and I'm going to do it tomorrow. And on the third day, I'm going to be perfected. If you think it's something what I'm doing now, you tell that old fox that tried to kill me when I was just a little baby that I do miracles, I do cures, I do healings, I cast out devils. And on the third day, if you think that's something, he didn't know what he was talking about. But on the third day, when I come up out of that grave, I'm going to have all kinds of deliverance and victory going on in the earth. You can't stop. The devil thought that he could stop it, but the truth is he missed one. One got away every time one got away. Jesus got away. Job 1, verse 15, I only have escaped. Job 16, verse 16, I only have escaped to tell you. After every devastating blow, somebody survived to tell the story. There will never be a time when the devil gets him all. Somebody's gonna come out. Somebody's gonna stand out. Somebody's gonna be a young man, a young woman of character and integrity. Somebody's gonna say, I am willing to be the one. I am okay with being that somebody. Somebody is going to make it out. The only thing worse, the only thing worse than thinking that The only thing worse than a compromiser is thinking that you're the only one. And that's what happened to Elijah. In 1 Kings 19, the Bible said that he... Elijah got feeling sorry for himself and he said, God, I'm the only one living it. I'm the only one who's not doing all this stuff. I'm the only one who's not compromising. I am the last bastion of holiness. I am it. Nobody else is living clean. Nobody else loves you. And God said, you don't know what you're talking about. I have 7,000 people who have not bowed their knee. Somebody needs to hear today that you're not the only one. When you go off to college, when you go off to school, when you go back to school, the devil loves to tell you everybody's compromising, everybody's doing it, everybody's letting down, everybody is living wild. No, they're not. Somebody's living for God. Somebody loves the Lord. I remember when I was coming up and I just made up my mind, I was gonna keep myself till marriage. I was just gonna, I, I was gonna do it. And, and the devil said, everybody's doing it. Even my friends made Fun of me sometimes, but you know what? You can do it if you want to do it. Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna live right. Somebody's gonna live clean. Why don't you be that somebody? Why? Why don't you make up your mind? Somebody will, and it might as well be me. You know, uh the devil says nobody's living it, they're all hypocrites. They're all compromisers. That's a lie. That's called fake news. (laughs) God's not real. It ain't going to happen. You're not going to make it. Others may not, but I will. Because my faith and my hope is in Jesus Christ. Somebody always will. Say we will. Say we always will. I want to just go on and proclaim this church will. There might be a lot of them shut down, but this one won't. There might be a lot of them that go out of business, but this one won't. There might be a lot of them that are put up for sale, but this one won't, and all of our campuses won't. I'm going to tell you why. I ain't got to worry one bit about this church because Jesus said, no weapon formed against it will prosper, including a pandemic. I I wrote this down in my phone when I hear or get a thought or something. I've learned to write it down. You can do life two ways. You need to understand this. When you go through trouble and trial and things happening and bad things are happening and stuff happening coming at you, one thing after another after another, you got two ways of understanding. Let me just tell you what 58 years has taught me about life. Here it is. It's two ways to live life. Happy. This is what's going to happen to all of us. One of these two things. Happy, 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 die. Or worry, 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 die. So since we're all going to get to that last point, I choose happy, 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 die. Or, or you can say, worry. Ooh, I feel something. Oh God, what is that? Ooh, oh, oh Lord, what's that pain? Jesus, that must be a heart attack coming. I'm having a stroke. I'm having a stroke. Or you can say, happy. The Lord will take care of me today. I can't worry about tomorrow. I'm not worried about next week. I'm not worried about next month. I'm fine. Great is our faithfulness. Or it can be worry, 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 worry. The Bible said they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. A lot of Christian life is flying and soaring. They'll run and not be weary, running. But here's the biggest part. Here's where it ends up. And they'll walk one foot in front of the other and not faint. And you know what that means? This is what I've learned. I've learned not to get, I I, I celebrate, I enjoy, I I soak it in, but I I don't get too crazy about my blessings because I've learned one step is a blessing. The next step is a testing. Life is a blessing and a testing and a blessing and don't get too happy so that you have to have blessing all the time because the testing is coming. And don't get too low when the testing comes. Because, oh, God, oh, God, worry, worry, worry. No, because the next step is blessing. And so you just learn in life. Every, I thought when my kids got married, when my kids got out of my house, bye. Y'all come see us. And they'd just bring the kids by every once in a while Some. they they never leave you. Their problems never leave you. Their stuff never leaves you. And and, and every day I got something. If it's not in the church, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the children. If it's not the children, it's me and Sharice. If it's not me and Sharice, then it's something going on with you. And if it's not you, it's the crazy staff. And if it's not the staff, it's, something else crazy, the TV or this or that, and I've just had to make up my mind. It's a blessing and a testing and a blessing and a testing, and I can happy, happy, happy die, or I can worry, worry, worry die, and I choose to say, you know what? When it looked like nobody could, somebody did, and somebody always will, and somehow by God's grace, I know I will get to the other side. And I'm going to enjoy the journey until I die. Not worry. Clap your hands if you believe I'm preaching the truth. How many of you, some of you are kind of confused because you're going through hard times. You're just in that step of a testing but get ready on the other side of the testing is another blessing and a testing and another blessing and all along you're saying, Lord make me more like you. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Tell somebody we we might as well be happy. I'm not through preaching, so just hang on. Tell somebody the devil didn't get me. He missed one. I survived. And I'm here to tell the story. You know, alcoholism killed a bunch. And some of you were right there in the bunch. But look at you. Somebody made it out. Drug addiction killed a lot of people. But here you are. Some of you are supposed to be in prison right now. But somehow you got out and you got a story to tell. You ought to be the happiest. most uh, You ought to give God glory like you've never given God glory. Somebody's going to make it, and it might as well be you. They put him in a grave. They said nobody has ever conquered the grave. Nobody ever has, and nobody ever will, but Jesus did. He came out, and he said, I give you the power to be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You'd say, Pastor Jensen... Pray for me. I'm going through some things this year that I never dreamed I'd go through and it feels like I'm not going to survive. I don't know how I'm going to make it. And I'm that worry, worry, worry. And I want to exchange it for the joy of the Lord that makes me happy, happy, happy. I know that I'm in a testing step right now, but it's headed to a blessing step. And today, I want the peace of God. I want forgiveness. I want to be cleansed. I want to be washed in the blood. I want to know that I'm right with God. If that's you, and you would say, I know that this is a word from God for me, and I know that I'm going to make it, and it might have taken other people out, but it's not going to take me out because God's not through with me. If that's you, and you know it, I want you to slip your hand up right where you're standing in this room and at every campus. If you know that, as an act of faith to raise that hand. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Everybody say it. Lord Jesus, I give you my everything. My body, my mind, my soul. I surrender to you. Wash me, forgive me, cleanse me, and give me peace. Give me hope. Give me faith. I love you, and I will worship you like Job. I'm going to be the one that makes it out in Jesus' mighty name. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching by Jensen Franklin, and thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Your prayers and financial support make these programs possible. For more information about this message and other ministry resources, visit us online at jensenfranklin.tv.